What's up, everybody? Welcome to On West Gray, the monthly podcast about all things local government in the city of Norman. I'm your host, Tiffany Verska, Chief Communications Officer for the city of Norman, and we appreciate you tuning in. Today in the studio with us, we have Michelle Loudenbeck, Manager of the City of Norman's Division of Environmental Resilience and Sustainability, also known as The Doers. She is here today to talk to us about the division, all of the work that they do maintaining and protecting Norman's environmental resources, and their new One Water Initiative. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tiffany. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So let's jump in here. So tell us about the doers and when this division officially came to be. Well, I'm glad you asked. As you mentioned, doers means the Division of Environmental Resilience and Sustainability, but we wanted a good acronym to describe how we are, and we are doers. We work out in the field, we're trying to protect the environment, and we're also trying to educate the public. So I felt like it fit. And it came (laughs) into being in April of 23. So we're pretty fresh. We're coming up on a year. Pretty excited because it ties in with the Green Norman Eco Month. And you know how much I love that. Yes. So how many folks are on your team? We currently have eight. That's right. Just eight of us to do all of the programs that we have. And there are many, many programs. Well, yeah. Tell us a little bit about some of those programs um, and, and projects that you have in your division. Thank you for asking. I will start by saying that originally we were called environmental services, and we were more of a support division uh, to other permitted DEQ types of things, like Mm -hmm. the wastewater treatment plant or the water treatment facility, those kinds of things. We have evolved, and now not only do we have the things that environmental services had, which are the industrial pretreatment program, which mm-hmm. helps protect our infrastructure and our employees, the fats, oil, and grease program, which keeps those things out of the sewer system so we don't have those nasty overflows. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the household hazardous waste facility, which I hope everyone has had an opportunity to check out. But if you haven't, please go online, make an appointment, call, talk to us, come out and see it because it's an amazing facility. And the coordinator is just Amazing. I agree. We also have stormwater quality now. So that's part of the the addition to our group. Um, Stormwater quality focuses primarily on protecting our watersheds and our water resources. Um, It's important that people know that whatever we do on the ground actually affects everything else in our environment. Everything is interrelated. um, And we can talk about that a little bit more with the One Water. Uh, On top of those direct programs, we also are responsible for the resilience and sustainability piece of education and activities within the city. So what does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Let me tell you. Um, What it means is we're responsible for um, the solar farms at the water treatment plant and the water reclamation facility. Do you hear that, guys? We have solar farms here. Pretty awesome. It's super awesome. And I would love to show people. So absolutely give us a call. We'll do a tour. Um, (laughs) We have... Things like um, nature-based solutions that we want to put in on uh, different types of construction projects. Nature-based solutions are ways that we can develop areas the way nature would do it. I know that sounds 
a little bit weird, but traditionally, if we look at infrastructure, it's gray, concrete, and curbs, and gutters, and that kind of thing. And when I say nature-based solutions, what I mean are, instead of going with concrete and mm -hmm. asphalt, we put in more vegetative things where water can infiltrate, slow down, soak in, and spread out, that kind of thing. Going from gray to green, right? Gray to green. That's it. All exactly. right. Hashtag Green Norman. So you mentioned the One Water Initiative. So tell me a little bit about that. I know that I've heard you mention it in some public meetings, the idea that, you know, the water that we have today is all the water we'll ever have. So talk a little bit about that and what that means. I'm glad you brought that up. It's really important. And I, you're right. I've been beating that drum for years. Um, and I'm glad that we're finally coming around. The entire country, actually the entire world, is coming to this one water concept. And the reason that it is so important is because typically we separate water into different categories. So we might have waste water, or we might have storm water, or we might have drinking water, or we might have industrial wastewater, those kinds of things. When in fact, there is no separate kind of water. It is only one water. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's waste in the water, but that's why we have a water reclamation facility. We're reclaiming the water, removing the waste, and reclaiming that water. As you know, every time in any wastewater treatment facility or water reclamation facility, after it's been treating the, treated, the water is then released back into the environment. That goes back downstream, right. and it becomes somebody else's drinking water. Right. And in fact... This cup of water that I have in my hand right here that people can't see, you know, this is this water has been recycled on the earth over and over and over for billions of years. Um, and I'm going to take a drink of it. And it was probably dinosaur pee at one time. <laughs> so you're saying that there's one water and it just may be in a different phase at any given point. Is that fair? I'm saying that, yes, that's true. Water is in a different phase at any given point. So we can see it as a solid in ice or we can see it as a vapor in clouds, et cetera, um, condensation and rain. But I'm also saying that wastewater itself is not a water type. The water is there. Mm -hmm. The waste is in the water. So mm -hmm. water is just really the water and then whatever pollutants are in it. And that's what I mean. Um, all water has pollution in it. It can come from actually just raining on the natural environment. That's the way it works. Sure. Um, it can come from what we do uh, in our daily lives. Um, for instance, if someone is changing their oil, I'll just use this example, on their uh, driveway, and then they might spill some on the cement. Mm -hmm. um, well, impervious surface does not allow water to soak in. So what happens is that water hits the ground, it picks up those pollutants, oil, or let's say pet waste, or grass clippings, or I could go on and on. Whatever it is we put on the ground, litter, etc. it'll pick that up and it goes straight into the nearest water source because stormwater right. is not treated before it goes. But again, it's just water. It's water with contaminants. Right. So, you know, the example you just used, changing your oil, it's running off my driveway down the street into a water inlet, going back into a stream. So we're all in the same cycle here. So why is it so important that people really understand and latch on to this one water concept? I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> it is crucially important to understand this concept because we all 
have to have fresh, clean water to drink. And we all can do our part to make it so that it's easier to do that with our award-winning water treatment plant. Award-winning. You hear that? (laughs) You have amazing operators and an amazing water treatment plant manager who really care about providing quality H2O, which is water. Absolutely. Um, Shouts to Rachel and all of those hard workers out at our water treatment facility and Steve Hardeman down at our water reclamation facility. They are both A-plus employees. Superstars. Absolutely. Can't say enough good about them. Um, so, So... what are your future plans as far as spreading the One Water message um, within your division and maybe some different things you have going on the horizon? <laughs> we have all kinds of things going on over the horizon, <laughs> absolutely. As I mentioned before, uh, coming up is Green Norman Eco Month. We typically celebrate that from mid-March to mid-May. I know, it's a little longer than a month, but I'm a little bit hyperbolic. Hey, so what it do you deserves do? more than 30 days. I agree. I 100% <laughs> agree. So... Um, We have a lot of activities during Green Norman Eco Month coming up, including cleanup events. We have some gardening workshops. We have some gardening maintenance. We could use volunteers. You hear me, (laughs) folks? Um, We also have, very excitingly, the e-waste collection event is scheduled now. It's on Star Wars Day. That's right. May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. All right. I expect everyone out there to be in their Star Wars costumes then. You gotta okay. make it. You gotta make you it know happen. What? Now I'm gonna do it. Thanks, <laughs> Tiffany. I will actually do that. Thank you for saying that. So sure, come out and see me in my Star Wars costume because I will wear one. Um, it's gonna go from nine to noon at Reeves Park. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it. It is a lot of fun. I know I say that people line up and they stay in their cars and we remove the materials, but we're also singing and dancing and having a good time because we're making a difference. Right. And we love that. Earth Day Festival. Huge, fun event. That's April 21st. It's a Sunday. It's also at Reeves Park from noon to five. Um, I have a definite confirmation from Mike Costi that he's going to be playing. Um, we're going to have food trucks. This year, I'm very excited. Uh, so Monarch Festival, which is in October every year, and we have that at Andrews Park. Yes. This year, uh, we went lower waste. And so I have actually expanded that to Earth Day this year. And so we are working toward or just moving a step closer to zero waste for this for this event. And that means that all of our food and drink vendors will not be using single-use plastics or foam. Oh Instead, my. they'll be using compostable materials. And we partnered with a with a company called Fertile Ground that does composting, food waste composting, uh, and things like that. So they can help us manage this waste. Oh so my gosh, that's awesome. Exciting. Very exciting. Something else on the horizon that I'm very excited about. We're going to do a solar initiative here in Norman. So what is that? Well, that is actually, uh, maybe listeners have heard about Solarize OKC or Solarize Green Country. What it is, is really a group purchasing program where our residents can come together during a a pretty specified limited time, but receive deep discounts. And um, it's based on tiers, how many people participate, uh, and to put in solar panels on their homes. So not only will they be helping the environment and reducing climate pollution, but they will also be reducing their own electricity bills. So that's pretty exciting. That is awesome. So where are we at in that process? So we currently issued an RFP to 
a request for proposals. Excuse me, I speak in acronyms. <laughs> we issued a request for proposals uh, to, to partner with a solar installation company. We received some answers, and now we're going to do interviews next week. We should have a company pretty soon, can take it to council to get approval. So I'm looking right around the beginning of Green Norman Eco Month, the kickoff. All right. So that'll fit right into the theme and all of that fun stuff going on. And something else coming up. I know. I'm sorry. I've got a lot, but um, continue. We want to hear all about them. Good, because there's a ton. Uh, But we have Lake Thunderbird Watershed is uh, impaired. It's our drinking water. Lake Thunderbird's our drinking water. It's our largest source of fresh water. We also have well water and we can purchase from Oklahoma City. But this is our lake. You yes. know, this is, we drink this water. We drink our storm water. That's another reason why I mention one water all the time because we do drink our storm water. Um, but Lake Thunderbird is impaired for nutrients and sediment. You know, we have algal blooms. Um, luckily, our water treatment plant has uh, Im- put in a lot of upgrades, and you can really taste the difference now when the lake turns over. Before, we might have had a little earthy flavor sometimes to the water, but I earthy think... Earthy flavor. I think, like you know, a little earthy. <laughs> it happens. But, <laughs> but I think... Um, I think everybody can agree that that's actually improved dramatically, and that is because of our award-winning water treatment team and facility. Um, But there are things we can do to make that better, and part of that is um, reducing the amount of nutrients that we put on our – so what do I mean by nutrients? I mean nitrogen and phosphorus that we would see in fertilizers. Mm -hmm. So taking a soil test and only putting on the amount that's recommended, not um, maybe using organic fertilizers, that kind of thing would help. Well, we have monitoring stations throughout the watershed because we're required to determine what kind of pollution we're putting into our streams so we can reduce that, right, through some of our activities. Um, Well, we found that the hottest... So what does that mean? That means the highest nutrient load, the hottest area, um, is in a square mile within the watershed. And so we've uh, implemented something called the Blue Neighborhood Pilot Program. We kicked off in October, November, where we were meeting with residents who were excited to, to join. But it's a partnership with the residents in this area. It's a cost share program. There are certain best management practices, or BMPs, that's another acronym we use a lot, that residents can put in place on their own properties to help our water quality. And these practices are compost soil amendments. Guess what? Compost can help suck up water and reduce pollution that's running off your lawn from stormwater picking it up. Mm -hmm. Um, You can have compost addition with or without wildflower seeding. So you could have some wildflowers. Um, We have installation of rain and or pollinator gardens, which help also. And then finally, um, folks could put in rainwater harvesting through either rain barrels or through cisterns. Um, So within this one square mile, uh, we've had quite a bit of interest from the residents, so that's exciting. Uh, And we see installation happening again in the spring about the time for Green Norman Eco Month. So all of these things are coming together at the same time. It's very exciting. Yay! And I know that you all also have your very popular rain barrel. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. That was another thing I wanted to mention. You're absolutely right. This is... Goodness, probably the 10th year that we have participated in the Central Oklahoma Stormwater Alliance Rain Barrel Promotion. This promotion is where folks 
in, in all the metro areas can order rain barrels that are made out of repurposed food-grade food transporting barrels. So what does that mean? It means these barrels were used to transport things like pickles or olives. You can see it on the barrel. They're often stamped with olive oil or Greek words, that kind of thing. They're cleaned out. They have all the fittings attached and people can purchase them for $69.50 online. They're shipped to our Lindsay yard and people can pick them up during the distribution event, which is that first weekend in April. Right. So you're giving those barrels another life, which is great. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Yes, ma'am. But always refuse first. (laughs) If you don't need it, then don't get it, right? Exactly. All right. Exactly. Um, And also, I think during that sale, um, there are some other really cool gears and gadgets. Oh, that they can get? Absolutely. To conserve water and help out in the garden and all that good stuff. It's Upcycle is the name of the company that we partner with. And the link is on greennorman.org. I I recommend listeners always go to greennorman.org because I post a lot of stuff on there about (laughs) things that are coming up. Just saying. Um, But you can go on there and uh, Upcycle has, they have wide overflows. So if you have a lot of rain coming from one gutter, it can collect a lot without splashing off. They have composting barrels. They they can either turn or are stationary. They have the pieces that go on the gutters to help. There's drip hose. There are all linkage between the barrels. So absolutely. Oh, and they even have some things that you can decorate your barrels with, like netting if you want to hang plants on them, cute, that kind of thing. So cute. Yeah. And the best part about all of this is you'll be saving on your water bill, right? 100%. <laughs> well, you know, I would say the best part of of all of this is you'll be helping to prevent pollution from getting into our waterways. But the second best part is saving money (laughs) on your water bill. Both, both huge benefits. Win-win. I'm always for win-win. So is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners right now? I know that your team stays busy and stays on the run and you always have lots of really cool things going on. So... Well, I would say please keep your eyes open on greennorman.org because like you said, we have a lot going on and a lot in the works. One thing I do want to mention because I'm super proud about it is our Learning and Environmental Advancement Facility. We call it LEAF. That's right. I'm all about acronyms. Um, But LEAF is going to be an area where we're going to be able to do some demonstrations and some education, maybe grow our own plants to use on our own projects, you know, uh, grow some trees that we can replace ones that we had to take out, that kind of thing. Currently, I have five bee hotels, a bat house, and four beehives, as well as a hot and cold composting uh, bin. And those were made through workshops. Are with you also giving tours of those? Because I might need to, to see the- 100% the, come. The bat bee motel situation. You know, <laughs> I love to show off what we do because we do a lot and I'm proud of it. So come on, I invite everybody. Um, but the cool thing about this one is that uh, we're in the, the process of getting a phase two assessment through EPA through their technical help. Uh, program. So they'll come out, send some workers out this spring, again, Green Norman Eco Month, um, send some workers out this spring to assess the site. And then DEQ has agreed to accept us into their Brownfield program because LEAF used to be where Naturizer sat, which was a composting facility. Interesting. So it's a Brownfield, which means it's an industrial site that now needs to be converted into something more useful. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to come in and we can remove all of the contamination 
nation. There's some glass and trash still left over from sure. what it used to be. But they're going to come in and help us remediate all of that, bring in new soil, and I'm going to try to bring it back to a prairie state and then go from there. So it's really a lot of exciting things coming. Oh my gosh, your world is full of excitement and I love hearing about it, Michelle. This is awesome. Thank you for being here in the studio with us today. We appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share with Norman all of the great things we are doing. And also, I want to throw a big shout out to our residents because they're part of what makes it happen. Without their volunteerism, without them coming to workshops, without them caring, we wouldn't be able to do any of this. That's right. I second that. So questions or commentary about On West Gray can be sent into publicaffairs at normanok.gov. Shouts to our producer and editor, Mr. Bryce Holland of the City of Norman Communications Office. Visit normanok.gov news to enroll for e-notifications on traffic advisories, upcoming events, election notices, and more. Follow us on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, City of Norman OK. Until next time, stay engaged, stay informed, and always remember to vote. I'm Tiffany Verska. Thank you for tuning in to On West Gray.